Hello everyone, good evening. This is Pastor Jay of the United Christian Fellowship Church. I'm going to be sending you out a podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, spiritual blindness or, or actually blindness to obvious truth. But I'm going to touch on a few of the attributes mentioned in the book of Revelations when talking to the Laodicean church in chapter 3. So I'm going to be preaching from chapter 3, verses 14 through 18, or at least I'm going to be touching on some of these things as I'm in my office here and uh, and we are under this COVID quarantine situation right now that's going on in the church. Please uh, do keep uh, America's family and Dave and everybody in your prayers and everybody else in the church, there's things going on in people's lives. And just keep one another uh, very much in your prayers. We need it. Uh, we need to stand tall in this evil day. I think that everybody in their right mind can see that there is an evil, even especially associated with the election, and that's still going on, and the obvious evil, and how people are turning away from it uh, and not wanting to see it and are blind to it. And it very much connects with this kind of blindness. It's a spiritual blindness. Uh, we are in spiritual warfare. And, and if you can't see the evil that's going on in this day, uh, then you, you are, are, are turning a blind eye to things, spiritually speaking. Uh, you know, there's two ways to see things. There is a way to see things carnally in this world as we look around and we see the trees and the colors of the grass and the leaves this time of year. And we see things like that. But there is also a type of sight that sees spiritually. And how is your spiritual vision is the question I'm asking you as I walk through this book of Revelations with you in this particular chapter. Uh, because that is of the utmost importance. Um sinful people and people that are are saved even uh that that don't put a great um uh type of of concern to their spiritual condition and walk with the lord oftentimes we don't want we don't develop spiritually like like we should i mean this is all up to you folks you need to read the word you need to pray you need to be concerned about your spiritual well-being and pursue the things of Christ and walk after Christ and walk in the Spirit and, and be obedient to the Spirit and want to do the things of God. It should be of your utmost concern to do these things. So uh, if you, you need to develop your spiritual sight, if you will, in order to be able to detect evil and to see things clearly. Uh, we're going to talk about this here uh, as I walk through the Word, but let me read this to you. Uh, and and the, the title to this would probably be something like Blindness to Obvious Truth. But um, in the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verse 14 through 18, and this is what it says. It says, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness. Now, again, this is to the Laodicean church, okay? And the Laodicean church, these different churches represent different church eras and the type of people uh, of that particular church era. And the, if, if you want to know where you're at, read this, this particular church because this represents the age in which we are living at, the era in which we are occupying right now. It's very concerning, especially with everything going on in our world. But listen to this. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. 
Listen at what Jesus says. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold or hot. I wish you were either one or the other. And so because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'm about to spew you or spit you out of my mouth. In other words, we make God sick when we are lukewarm. We, we are, after all that Christ has done for us, after being born again, after the, the, the Bible that we have, the written word, the, the lives, the, the patriarchs of our faith lived, uh, the blood that was shed to bring us all this, the obvious truth that's preached to us, even after all of that, if you can't, if you're just lukewarm in your faith, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're just kind of in the middle somewhere, that says a lot about where you're at as a Christian, okay? That says a lot about where we are at if we're just lukewarm. Being lukewarm means we're accepting a lot of things we shouldn't be accepting, and we're neither cold nor hot towards it. We're just kind of blah, there. Okay. So he says that makes him sick, that he'll vomit us out of his mouth. He says, Jesus says, and this is, he says this with contempt. Okay. He says, you say, I'm rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But Jesus says, but do you not realize that you are wretched? You're pitiful. You're poor. You're blind and naked. Okay, so I want to I want to take from that them descriptors right there and just touch on a couple of them, okay? Everybody knows wretched. I mean, you know, wretched is wickedness and filled with evil. It's totally opposite of what is righteous. Righteousness is right standing with God. That's righteousness pretty much defined. Okay? Man cannot develop his own righteousness. Righteousness is bestowed upon us from on high. The Bible says man's righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. You cannot produce your own righteousness. This comes from heaven, okay? But so we understand what wretched is, all right? But let's take a look at this one descriptor here, poor, okay? Poor, or other words, destitute. But, but here is a people... When we're talking about being spiritually poor, okay, this is a particular description to show us that you're really totally bankrupt in your knowledge of salvation and holiness and justification, being born again, living and walking in the spirit appropriately, that actually you're so destitute of the truth that you're looking at the carnal world and trying to equate what you are in this carnal world and saying that's indicative of how you are spiritually. And that is absolutely not true. Some of the most wealthiest people have been the most wretched and most wicked there have been a lot of very rich people and powerful people in the world who are absolutely demonically controlled. Let's say just Adolf Hitler as one. Man was very powerful, very wealthy, but yet that didn't mean he was right with God. It has nothing to do with it. So being poor in this particular instance, this descriptor that Jesus is using is a person who is destitute of uh, and bankrupt 
of their knowledge of their own spiritual condition. I have seen this in this ministry that where people try to equate carnal things with their spiritual well-being, and that is just not the case. Um, so so you, it, it, it begs the question from me is, you know, when we're looking at this and we're examining our own hearts, you know, have you considered your walk with Jesus Christ? Are you, are, are, are you so blind that you cannot see what's going on? even with your own self, okay? Or, or in this world that we're in, can you not see the, the obvious evil that's going on where evil has become the norm, okay? And righteousness, well, righteousness is just kind of just the, the abnormal. So evil is pretty much normal now and righteousness is really very abnormal in the world that we're living in today. Okay, so ask yourself the question, poor, being destitute, am I bankrupt of, of knowing my spiritual condition? So I'm going to, you know, I'll ask you these questions that, you know, I ask myself these things. Is your decisions based on God's will for your life? Do you actively search that out, God's will for your life? Do you actively want that? Seeking it? Are you looking for spiritual truth? Or are you happy where just, is your, is your happiness based on your condition in this world? If you've got money in your pocket, does that make you a better person? Does that make you happy? Does that, does that satisfy you? Or are you not so concerned with that, but more concerned with, am I going to go to heaven? Am I saved? Am I in the will of God? Okay. The people of the Laodicean church, they were experts in walking uh, in unison with a fallen world, but they had a real problem walking with God in whom they claimed was their Lord. So the scripture says this type of person is wretched because they think they're spiritually rich, but they're actually totally bankrupt. Their, their concern isn't walking in the will of God for their life. Okay, so breaking that down even further, when you wake up in the morning, are you actively searching for God to direct your footsteps? The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Listen to this. The steps of a good man. Now, what kind of steps are we talking about? Are we talking about the actual footsteps that you take going out to your car to go to work that day? No. The spiritual steps that you take. The spiritual steps of your life, the decisions that you're making are like steps that you take. The things that you believe, the things that you do, the place that you put yourself in spiritually, these are steps that you take, okay? Understand that you're walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit isn't the same as getting on your legs out here and walking down the street. Walking in the Spirit is walking with God and walking in the in spiritual uh, decision making throughout the course of your day and the and the expanse of your life okay this is what i'm talking about our country is in crisis mode because people are experts in 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 worldly things okay but they are totally morally and spiritually collapsing and bankrupt okay and we're at a point where we could totally fall 
and people can't see it. The church isn't seeing it that much. The, I, I mean, people that are truly saved should be able to see this, okay? If the Spirit of God, to, to, to be saved, are you saved, okay, is, is the, would be the question, all right? Are you saved? Is Christ come into your heart? So these are things that we have to look at. When you're poor and you're destitute of this kind of, of thing, this is a tragedy, you see. Because that's the one thing that you have to be wealthy in. The world would be so much better if we had less carnally rich people and more rich spiritual people. The world would have less wars. The world would have truth and honesty and dignity. We could go back to a handshake agreement because a man's word would mean something. Why was his word why would his word mean something? Because he is honoring God and everything that he does. The scripture says, for everything that we do, do it as doing it unto the Lord. So that brings principle, that brings dignity, that brings honor, that brings humility, that brings that honesty to everything that we do, you see. The world would be such a better place. Your family would be better. Your community would be better. Your church would be better if people were rich, spiritually speaking, and not so rich carnally speaking, or even if you were rich carnally, but you were able to be rich spiritually. That's such a hard thing for people because the scripture says that man cannot serve two gods, money and God. So yet we have got to concern ourselves with sight to be able to see things for how they truly are. I hope you're hearing me. What is your true spiritual condition in your heart? Is God your Lord? Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. If you break it down even further than that, if Jesus, you either believe Jesus is who he says he was and is because he is either the son of the living God the Holy One of the Father, or he must be the biggest liar that's ever walked. Which one is he to you? Because if you truly believe him, then follow him. And then put on your eyes, eye salve, as the scripture says, so that you can see, okay? He says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich. This kind of refined gold is knowledge of true and truth and spiritual truth, the knowledge of good and evil, the righteousness, what true righteousness really is, what it means to truly be saved. He says, so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can fix your blindness and you can see again. So I want to go into this blindness situation just a little bit here. That as we were talking about the ISAB, the, the inability to see what is right before you. The inability to, to detect evil. It, it is really, a, you know, if I was a spiritual physician, I would say that 
someone who can't see evil that's right before them that is spiritually blind, that they have an inactive spiritual immune system. That their immune system, uh, spiritually speaking, just lets every kind of evil virus come in and doesn't even react to it. It, it, doesn't try to, it doesn't try to intercept anything. It doesn't try to heal anything. It doesn't send aid to where, where there's an injury. It just lets anything happen. Okay, that's what blindness does. It just leads you to nowhere. You can't see, and so therefore you're susceptible to everything. Like I said, if you're truly saved, the Holy Spirit of God has come into your heart and you should be a changed person. If you are truly saved, you can recall a day that the old you died and the new you began. This is the second uh, spiritual condition that I want to talk about. And we're going to stop with these two, the poor, uh, the poor, the destitute, and the, the, the blind here. Okay, But I want to call your attention to that fact. Truly saved people are truly changed people. What does that mean? The Bible says, old things passes away and behold, all things are new. So the old you dies and the new you begins. The new you, the saved you, the person who now has his descendancy comes from God, not from Adam, spiritually speaking. The, 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 the spiritual descendancy that you had that came from Adam, that man died and was crucified with Christ and is put in the ground. But the new you that's risen into life, now, now, is, now you can call yourself a child of God. Because now your spiritual descendancy comes from God himself. You've been born again, born of the Holy Spirit who come into your heart and saved you and cleaned you and remade you, you see. You now should have the ability to see. Isaiah's prophecy in chapter 42, verse 7, that the Messiah comes to open the eyes that are blind. They're inability to see things spiritually will be healed and fixed at the coming of the Messiah into your heart, into your heart. Spiritual blindness is a very tragic thing because if you can't detect evil and see it, then you're susceptible to it. If your spiritual immune system is broken, you are in a world of hurt. The ability to be able to see is to be able to navigate through things. Sight gives us the ability to go around obstacles, to go through things better than, than what we could if we were blind. Imagine if you were blind, one, you know, if you were totally blind, how difficult it would be for you, even though you had lived in the same house for years, how difficult would it be for you to navigate yourself through a, through a familiar territory, let alone through a territory that you've never been through before, been, been in before. But think about that. If you were totally physically blind, could you live your life that you live today? Could you even walk through your house without stumbling and falling down and hurting yourself? 
Well, if you're spiritually blind, think of the impact of that spiritually. Think of that. Think of uh, of the impact that Satan could have on you if you were so blind that you just walked into his traps all the time. All the time. Think of that. If you just walked into his prison cells all the time, if he, if he dug a hole right in front of you and you kept falling into the ditch every time because you could not see, mm-hmm. this is what happens as a result of spiritual blindness. People keep getting themselves into spiritual trouble. They keep falling away. They keep, they keep falling into the traps, falling away from God, falling away from God's will, getting entrapped in things of the devil. And I mean, there's a million things that Satan can put in your path to entrap you with. I mean, a lot of them. Think of how how blindness, spiritual blindness, keeps you from navigating through the minefields of the devil. So I just wanted to touch on these two things that God says in the book of Revelations that this church era would be going through, the terrible things. So I wanted to call your attention to that, and I want to pray for you that that we're able to see and that we're we're able to to see our spiritual condition, whether we can see or not, uh, whether we are poor or destitute of the truth and the knowledge of what's going on with us. So be with us. God, I pray, help us, guide us, and lead us, Lord. Bless the church and give us sight that we can see with God. Help us to know truth. And we ask this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.